Will you please join me in prayer? Heavenly Father, thank you for the bright hope that you have given us in Christ, that he is coming soon and is already making all things new. Draw us ahead into your vision of renewed heavens and earth. Use us in service to your mission to bring new life to the world. We ask it in the strong name of Jesus. Amen. Well, it's summertime, so of course, coming soon to a theater near you are all of the summer blockbusters. Uh, And actually, the season has already started. You know, with several weeks ago, they came out with Avengers Endgame. Uh, And, you know, it it was part two, uh, and, and really the culmination of 22 movies uh, from Marvel. Uh, but this was specifically part two of uh, Avengers. Um, the, the, the first one was all about death in Infinity War, and this one was all about resurrection. It's beautiful how it echoes the real story of what God is up to in Christ. This weekend is also the beginning of the Children of Eden musical that Judge Story Theatrical Troupe is putting on at the theater here in town. Cassidy and I got to go to opening night last night, and it was a lot of fun. They have a big cast of people um, in all sorts of uh, puppets that uh, enact all the different animals, uh, both from the creation story with Adam and Eve and uh, the flood story with, uh, with Noah and his family. Takes some crea- creative liberties with the story, of course, but it's a, a wonderful musical. And downtown, just right across the street, there is, uh, coming soon to a storefront near you, is the storybook Daycare and Preschool, run by Mariah Dzinski. Uh, and there's other buildings up for sale, and others are being renovated and built. And right around the corner, of course, is Vacation Bible School, right on the heels of Scandinavian days. So there's all sorts of things coming soon to our community. But coming soon to our world, as you see on the cover of your bulletin, is Jesus. And as I talked about with the kids this morning, Jesus never really left. He said, in a little while you will no longer see me. He ascended to the right hand of the Father. But what that really means is that Jesus is God's right hand man. That he has been given all authority and power. And that he rules over the world. Jesus prayed that the Father would send the Holy Spirit to be his presence living inside of us and among us as God's people. On our stained glass up front, lit so beautifully by the morning sun today, we have a picture of Jesus praying in the garden. And below it, which is a little hard to read, ours is a verse 
uh, in Norwegian from the reading that we heard from the gospel this morning, from John 17, where Jesus was praying for his disciples and for those who would come after them. He said, Father, I want, you, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory. In the rest of his prayer, Jesus prayed that we would be completely one as he is one with the Father. He prayed for us to become one so that the world would know that God sent Jesus and that God loves them just as he loves Jesus. Jesus receives the glory from God and then we receive the glory from Jesus. Just as God gives to Jesus, Jesus gives to us. And just as God sent Jesus, so Jesus sends us. When Jesus prays that he wants us to be with him where he is, he's not talking about whisking us away to a place far from here, but for us to have a deep relationship with God. To be one with God. To be God's children. Not just children of Eden, but children of our Father. We are the community for which Jesus prays. What if our sense of identity and mission flowed out of knowing that Jesus prays for the success of our witness in the world? See, mission is not just something that the church does as part of its total program. There was a book that came out a few years ago called The Missional Church, a vision for the sending of the church in North America. And the thesis of the book is that the church's essence is missional. Mission isn't just something that we do. It's part of who we are. Because the calling and sending action of God forms our identity. Mission is founded on the mission of God in the world, rather than the church's effort to extend itself. Mission is not just an, an activity of the church. Mission is the result of God's initiative, rooted in God's purposes to restore and heal creation. The very word mission means sending. You know, a, a missile is something that is sent. And in the same way, you and I are sent into the world by Jesus. Mission is the central theme of the entire Bible. It describes the purpose of what God is doing in human history. God's mission began with the call of Israel to receive God's blessings in order to be sent out to be a blessing to the nations. And then God's mission unfolded in the history of God's people across the centuries, as we read in Scripture. The story reached its turning point in the incarnation of Jesus, who accomplished God's work of salvation in his ministry his crucifixion, and his resurrection. Then God's mission continued 
in the sending of the Spirit to call and empower the church as the witness to God's good news in Jesus Christ. And God's mission continues today in the worldwide witness of churches in every culture to the gospel of Jesus Christ. It moves forward toward the promised fulfillment of God's salvation in the last day that Revelation talks about. We need a fresh hearing of the good news in order to be clear about what it means to be the church. Our congregation is not just a vendor of religious goods and services. It's not just a place that you come to in order to experience certain things or do certain things with certain people. The good news, what sends us out into the world, is not just believe in Jesus and someday you'll go to heaven when you die. When Jesus talked about the good news, he always talked about the reign of God, about the kingdom of God. He said, the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. The kingdom reign of God means a restoration of shalom. Uh, what Adam and Eve experienced in the garden. Uh, shalom usually gets translated peace, but it's not just a peaceful feeling or an end to hostilities and war. Shalom means the full thriving of God's people. The people of God thrive when they live under the covenant of God's demanding care and compassionate rule. God rules over and cares for us. And then he demands that we extend that compassion and care to others. That's why Jesus said, love one another as I have loved you. Love your neighbor as yourself. One of the ways that we do that uh, as a congregation in a concrete way is that we have an emergency assistance fund for people in our community who are in need. Whether they need gas to get to doctor's visits or they're running short on groceries or they need help with their utilities or rent or, or so forth. But caring for our neighbors can't just be the responsibility of the pastors. So another way that our church partners with other churches in our community is with the Loaves and Fishes Food Pantry. And these are some of the folks from our congregation that have been helping with that recently. There's, there's also a, a food pantry over in Roland at the middle school. Uh, but those two are really only open, uh, Loaves and Fishes is only open on Saturday mornings from 10 to noon, and the middle school food pantry is only open on Sunday afternoons from 4 to 5. And not everybody in our community who is hungry can get there at those times. So our ministerial association has talked about the possibility of creating a little free pantry. Just like we have a little free library out in front of our church, uh, they decided to put together a little free pantry that people can come to at any time of day, any day. We raised some funds to build and stock it. Joe Ahrens built it in his 
uh, woodshop wood just a, a block away from here. And then Shelley Hassebrock's art students at Ames High have painted it. Uh, and it'll soon be installed over uh, just on the north side of Loaves and Fishes, right downtown. Ashley Mullenbach from our congregation has agreed to help coordinate it. Uh, we're looking for people from all of our churches in the community to adopt it for one day of each month. So like if your day was the 5th, uh, on June 5th, you would go to it and check it to make sure that it was full. And if it was missing anything, you're like, oh, it's, we're out of toilet paper. <laughs> You'd put in whatever it needs. So if you're interested in being a part of that or finding out uh, more about it, please talk to Ashley or contact the church office. Uh, it's going to be a wonderful outreach to people in our community who are food insecure. As important as it is to feed the hungry, to provide for those in need, God's mission is far bigger. Romans 14 says, The kingdom of God is not food and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. We've already talked about peace and what that means, shalom, this fully uh, orbed, you know, this, this big sense of God's well-being for his people. But the word righteousness in that, in that verse there, in the Hebrew, it's tzedakah, uh, which means everything working together as it should. Righteousness happens when the future reign of God breaks in to point ahead towards, God's, towards the world's future. You see, our mission as a church is not about what we are doing to make our church great again. Mission is what God is doing through us and sometimes even despite us. God is already at work in the world. He's constantly inviting us to join him in his mission to restore and heal creation. We get a little glimpse of that in our reading today from Revelation 2. And I invite you to open your Bibles, if you brought them, or open the Pew Bible in front of you to page 1938, right at the very end, to Revelation 22. Uh, John has seen this vision of the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God. Uh, and the angel shows him the river of the water of life flowing through the city from God's throne. And all along the banks of the city are the tree of life growing. Now, in the Children of Eden musical, it talks about the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But there were two trees in the garden. There was that tree that they weren't supposed to eat from. And then there was the other tree, the tree of life. And that tree will be in the new Jerusalem. And the Bible says that it, it produces fruit every month, 12 different crops of fruit. And that its leaves, the leaves of the tree of life, are for the healing of the nations. 
the healing of the nations. So even in the new creation, even in the new Jerusalem, there will still be work for us to do. We will still have a task that we are given to be part of the ongoing healing, restoration, and renewal of this world. You see, the good news is not about us being whisked away somewhere else. It's about God coming down and making this world our forever home. If we will have work to do even in the new creation, how much more are we needed right here, right now, in this place that aches with so much brokenness and pain? Our world, as we look around us, is filled with beauty and order and good, and yet at the same time filled with heartache and ugliness and evil. When we gather together, we pray and sing that soon and very soon we are going to see the King. That there will be no more crying, no more dying, not just there in heaven, but here when heaven and earth are reunited and made whole. In Acts 1, when the disciples were staring up into the sky after Jesus had ascended, the angel said to them, Why are you staring into the sky? This same Jesus will come back in the same way you've seen him go into heaven. And I could just imagine them saying, why are you standing around? Go! There's work to do! <laughs> Tell everyone about the good news. The good news of Jesus returning to restore all things. The good news of God's kingdom which is already breaking into our world and that will one day come in its fullness. In just a little bit, we're going to sing a hymn together, uh, number 754 in your hymnals. I invite you to grab your hymnal, the, the, the red ones in front of you, and turn to that for a minute to look at the words. They're, they're a little bit older language, but... All of these words are woven right out of Scripture. Uh, Lo, he comes with clouds descending, once for favored sinners slain. Uh, and at the end of that verse, Alleluia, Alleluia, God appears on earth to reign. That's all drawn out of Matthew 24, uh, uh, looking forward to when Jesus returns. And then, Verse 2 comes right out of Revelation 1. Every eye shall now behold him, robed in dreadful majesty. Even those who said it not, those who thought he was worthless and sold him, pierced and nailed him to the tree, deeply wailing, shall the true Messiah see. Everyone will see our Lord returning. And then the last verse says, yes, amen, let all adore thee, high on your eternal throne. Savior, take the power and glory. Claim the kingdom for your own. Oh, come quickly, everlasting God, come down. And that's taken right out of Revelation 21 and 22. But that third verse, 
that third verse where it says, Now the Savior will appear, all his saints by man rejected, now shall meet him in the air. That comes from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, where Paul says, Even those who die in Christ will be raised, and together with them we will be caught up into the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Now, some folks have, always, have thought, well, that means that we're going to meet him in the air and leave. But that's not what's happening. Because Jesus is coming to earth. So we're, we'll be caught up into the clouds to meet him, to welcome him and escort him back to his rightful place to rule here on earth. The good news is not just for us to keep to ourselves. We are saved in order to help save others. We're blessed so that we can be a blessing. We're forgiven so we can extend that forgiveness to others. We're set free so that we can help free other people. We're given life so that we can share it with the world. God is looking for partners to join in his redemption of all creation. I've heard it said that everything that we do is a creative act because all of us are taking part in the ongoing creation of the world. Followers of Jesus are people who are committed to partnering with God to make this world that we live in the kind of place that God originally intended it to be. We're called to be artists and makers and creators. What are we doing with the gifts that we've been given? How are we using what God has entrusted to us for the sake of his greater mission? We're probably participating in more ways than we realize. As you are able... I invite you to stand up and stay standing if, first of all, if you create art, music, books, or theater. All right, everybody who's in the choir should be standing right now. <laughs> I invite you to stand and stay standing if you serve or have served in some form of government, city, county, states, or beyond, because People who create art are not the only artists. That's working in the art of regulating and maintaining our life together as a community. Stand and stay standing if you serve in law enforcement or if law or emergency personnel or if you have served in the military. All of those folks help protect our lives. Stand up if you have been in part of a healthcare profession, hospital, clinics, elder care. You're working to bring healing and life to people. Stand up if you grow crops or raise animals or cook food to feed hungry people or help those who do. You are helping sustain life. Stand up if you help people with their finances, or if you're in banking, if you, or if you build or sell things or deliver them to people, whether it's houses or livestock trailers or tools or widgets that people use. 
Stand up if you maintain, repair, or replace things that get broken or destroyed. If you're in insurance, uh, stand up if you help clean or organize things when they get messed, messy or dirty. And stand up if you, have, if you are in education, if you have taught or helped children in school or in Sunday school. And stand up if you have helped raise kids, your own or someone else's. Or if you are a kid, stand up. Because children are works of art that we get to help shape and mold and send out to be artists in all of these fields. And if you aren't standing already, stand up. (laughs) Because every one of us gets to participate in God's mission. Jesus says, I am coming soon. And so may our lives live out the response at the end of Revelation that says, Amen, come Lord Jesus. Say that with me. Amen, come Lord Jesus. Let's sing about Jesus coming soon.